Hey everyone, Dave Mormon here, home service business coach. Welcome back to another episode. I think this one's going to be filled with a ton of value for you. Uh, and if you've not yet heard, we have opened back our doors to foundations and we are taking on 10 new clients in the next month. So if you've got a home service business, you're looking to get off the truck, you want to scale up, you want to be profitable, and you're willing to invest in yourself a bit as an entrepreneur, then get in touch with us. You can go ahead, scroll down on your phone where you're listening. You can get on a phone call with my team and you can see if we're going to be a good fit to work together. This is not a low ticket course program. You work together at your own speed. This is a high ticket mastermind coaching program. We've got currently over 60 active members inside our community getting coaching, getting support, getting mentorship. And uh, I believe it's absolutely incredible because a few years ago, I chose to not franchise my business Revive and instead go with this coaching consulting model. Uh, and it's absolutely hit the market, I believe, at a perfect time where we want to just provide value to home service business owners. And I believe every day that we have our community members getting help, getting active in our community, we're saving them years that they can shortcut their success. And it's my goal to travel around the world in a few years and meet up with our clients from all over North America, Australia, United Kingdom, and see them thriving with their home service business and just know that we played a small part of that. So for me, it is all about impact. So if you're interested in what that looks like, see if we are a good fit, you can go ahead, book a call in with us. But without further ado, guys, I'm going to roll today's episode talking about the ups and downs of entrepreneurship with a few examples. And if you are getting value from this, all we ask is you leave us a review on whatever channel you're listening or share it out with a friend. Anyways, guys, enjoy the episode and take care. Welcome to the Home Service Business Coach Podcast with your host, David Mowerman. You will learn to grow your home service business and transition from being the technician in your business to being the CEO and leading your team to success. Get a front row seat where you will get practical advice from industry experts on how you can level up your home service business. Get ready to take some notes because we're going to jump right into it here. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. It's Dave Mormon here with Home Service Business Coach. Uh, and today we're gonna talk about something I think that you can probably resonate with at times. I think sometimes as business owners, we think we are a bit of the exception to the rule and maybe we're like the only ones feeling this way um, because business is a grind, right? And I think when I look back at my journey and still to this day, um, there's a lot of days where you're just crawling through the mud and it's tough to see like this thing working. Um, it's very similar just to like going to the gym and trying to get back in shape with like your health and fitness. If you kind of get off the momentum train and you want to like get back into it, it's like that first like four or five, six weeks where you're going consistently, but you're not seeing the output. Um, and then, then we quit because we're not seeing like the results from what we're putting in, right? And that's called um, an inflection point, which is when things get really hard, you have a choice. You can either push on through what's called like the valley of despair, or you can dip off and go and like start a new business or like go and reset or go and do something like totally different. And I think that's why most people 
don't hit their fifth year in business, right? It's that quote of like 80% of us are not even going to make it to our fifth birthday in entrepreneurship with our given business because uh, we quit. We quit before we hit, you know, day 1825. We we quit because it gets hard, right? And so that's why I wanted to make a short episode today all around like my business isn't working, right? And I wanted to pull this out in real time because um, I try to not go on Facebook like too much, to be honest with you. Um, but I do go on it because they're, it's kind of like market research for me, right? And I want to see what people are talking about and kind of try and spot trends. And that's part of my job in the business coaching world is to make sure that I can stay on top of trends for my own company uh, and for those that I'm coaching. And quite honestly, it's just like almost like a hobby of mine, right? To see what other people are thinking about and doing. And so I float around in a number of these um, Facebook groups, which also are great you know, lead generators for us on the coaching front. Um, but, and sometimes, you know, I don't get too involved in these groups because again, like it just takes time to sit in these groups and I don't want to invest my time that way. Certainly not on a daily basis, but sometimes posts catch my eye. And today I saw this one and like, today's like holiday where we're at, uh, when I'm filming this. Um, and, and I just had a little bit of time to actually like spend a little bit of time and reply to this comment and so i wanted to i'm first going to read out uh this gentleman's post i'm not going to say his name even though it is public uh and then i'm going to read back my response and and literally just make um some training around it for you because i think you're going to find a lot of peace and encouragement um in this message okay so it is a touch lengthy so just bear with me here okay so this individual in this facebook group okay all full of pressure washing companies all right so he goes and I quote, I'm over it, guys. I haven't landed a job in two months, yet I've put out several quotes. $250 for a roof wash is quote unquote too much. $150 for a front driveway, walkway, and rear, rear pool deck is extreme. And I am kept lowering my prices more and more and more. And I'm still getting outbid by the cheap guys. I put out door hangers in my own neighborhood. I got one call and quoted the person $225 to soft wash a roof. I lost it to a guy that did it for $140 three days later. I got a door hanger on my door from a pressure cleaning business that advertised $150 for a roof wash with exterior walls included and $50 for the driveway cleaning. South Florida, this is where this guy is, South Florida is so ruined in any service-based business. I came in thinking there's plenty of work for everyone, but the reality is only for those who want beer money. I spent almost $800 on Facebook ads. I put out hundreds of door hangers and yard signs all over. I've sent emails to property managers with insurance and city license proof. I posted in city groups on Facebook and Nextdoor, et cetera. And that's it. So this thing has right now like over a hundred comments and people are starting to, you know, give their two cents on it. Okay. So I'm just going to read my reply and then we'll go a little bit deeper on it. Okay. So that's what this individual said. And then I literally said this short and sweet, right? If you want my extreme level of honesty, here it is. Number one, it's not a business where you do a few marketing methods and blow up with work. Two, your mindset needs upgrading. The only thing bottlenecking your business right now is you. Three, cutting your prices down is a terrible place to be. You're better going the other way and building a real brand and that clients know, like, and trust and will happily pay more for. Number four, a few hundred door hangers won't get you leads. Thousands of door hangers on the same area delivered consistently will. Five, 
Most washing business owners give up within their first five years for the exact paragraph you noted above. I'm sorry if this seems too harsh, but it's my honest feedback after reading this. So that was, was my response. And I wanted to make a piece of content around this because I think a lot of us can resonate with maybe what was said. And like, the big thing is like this guy's in South Florida, right? We've got a number of clients in our program in, in South Florida. It is very competitive, right? They're not going to make light of that. But I'm also going to point out the fact we now have over 50 washing businesses locally where I am that we compete with right now, $250 for a roof clean is insane, right? $150 for a roof clean is, is insane. But the problem with this guy is a few things, but the one to point out is his pricing structure is flawed in that you should not, you should care to a very minimal point what your competition is charging. But just throwing out prices just for the sake of it is almost just like pulling the slot machine at a casino, right? You have no control over it. Like your pricing should be based on the internal cost to run your business and then the desired profit that you want to receive. And boom, there's your price for the customer. It, it should not really have a huge bearing on what other people are charging. Now, if you are going around and quoting, you know, $3,000 for a roof clean where the other quotes are much, much, much less than that, you're probably going to have a drop off of sales conversion unless you're in an extremely affluent area and you've got excellent brand recognition. But also what I found in extreme affluent areas, it's funny when clients live in an ultra luxury neighborhood, they almost tip over this hill and become like even more cheap than your, your upper affluent clients, if that makes sense. Right. And I'll, I'll point this out with an illustration, like for us, for revive, we want to target disposable household income anywhere from, you know, $140,000 to say 250 or $300,000. Okay. So that's like good two income earners, couple six figure salaries. Like it's, it's fairly expensive where we live. Okay. Now, when I say ultra, ultra affluent, that'll mean when household income is maybe 500 grand or 750 or a million dollars, right? Sometimes those people, and you may resonate with this, they can be super cheap to work for and they look at hiring out a lot of stuff internally. And so they'll have, you know, their own nanny at the home and they'll have their own guy, Bill, who builds all their furniture and, uh, you know, drives, uh, takes care of all the property maintenance and washes the driveway over here. And they're paying Bill like 35 or $40 an hour, right? And so these people typically won't hire out like a big, not a big company, but like a reputable company and pay like $125 an hour because they're like, that's crazy. So people get to wealth two ways. Like they get there very cheaply and holding every dollar or they get there being like generous and not like holding tightly a dollar. And so you're just going to find that in the super upper affluent area. So that's a little bit of a tangent, but at the end of the day, like going and quoting 250 for a roof clean without even knowing how long that's going to take um, is insane. And then even having people do it cheaper is even crazier. And so you want to figure out a way to not care about the other bids, but care more about the value that you're actually proposing to your client. So I can bet you a good sum of money that this guy does not have a good amount of Google reviews. He does not have a well-ranking website. Uh, I, I'm just guessing on the tonality of the post that 
you know, may lack a little bit of that charisma that do clients actually really know, like, and trust him? Is he personal at the door? I, I don't know these things, but I'm just saying these are things that I'd want to think about. Um, like for me, I think when I'm quoting a job, I do a good job relating to that prospect and not making it about the washing. We don't even really talk about price until the end um, because I want to figure out why they're buying. And so I, I think really this guy going off on this Facebook group, he is proposing um, not well-packaged services to probably not a good client. And sometimes you think this, right? When I'm quoting my painting projects, I'm like, man, I don't know if I can charge 3000 for this. I would lose jobs for years thinking that they're getting it done cheaper, but I actually just wasn't delivering enough value. And I'd find out hindsight that that client would go with someone and pay 4,500 or 5,500 because maybe there's a better guarantee or better paint or better reviews or better referred company or whatever the case may be. So a lot of times it's unbeknownst to ourselves. Sometimes we think we're losing jobs because we're just getting undercut and that's what the narrative we're reading. But at the end of the day, sometimes the clients just don't know, like, and trust you enough. And so some may go with cheaper, but sometimes they're going to go with people that even charge them more because price is what the client pays value is what they get and so i'm not making light that this guy's not in a competitive market okay we can admit that fact but i think there are other factors to this that come into play that actually are are holding this gentleman back and i think a lot of it starts in his own head um with what he believes he can actually charge and what he believes the value he's bringing to the table and I also think a lot of washing companies and painting and landscaping, whatever you're in in home services, we are under this guise of being accepting the fact that it's easy to grow a company. And it's like one of the hardest things I've ever done is growing my companies and starting it from zero when no one knows you, um, no one trusts you. Like when I started my painting business, I'm 19 years old. I've never had an employee before. Um, the the 08 recession just like collapsed, just happened, and I'm in it. I have a student painting name, which is could be seen as negative. Never painted a home before, didn't even own a paintbrush, and I'm out door knocking, selling my services. Now, what an easy environment there for 19-year-old Dave to say, no one wants my services. What's the point? Why am I doing this? fold up, pack up shop, full stop, go get, you know, a real job, be done with it. But no, like that's where I learned grit and learned to dig in. I lost 15 pounds. Uh, it was incredibly stressful, but I would go out and door knock and I would go out and promote my services to clients and make sure that I was not going to bottleneck my own success because I just wanted it so bad. Right. It's like Eric Thomas, like the, the motivational YouTube guy, right. He talks about wanting success as bad as you want to breathe. And I just think most people naturally are not hungry enough to go out and get it. And I think you need to have this like next level, obsessive, like pig headed level of grit, go out and get it scrappiness. And I just think a lot of entrepreneurs do not have it. And that's why they don't hit day 1825 and beyond. 
um, they don't hit that five-year mark. And and yes, like systems come into play, of course, and building out a team, of course. But I can guarantee this gentleman, if you're sounding off on there being no work, um, he's going to have an even harder time building out an internal team of clients who know like, or not clients, sorry, employees who actually know, like, and trust him and want to buy into his culture and, and the brand. And so I wouldn't even try and hire someone with this mindset. First, I would go in, fix the internal programming of this gentleman. Two, I would figure out a way to actually go up market rather than down market and cut my pricing. I would go more higher end and I would rather have less jobs, but charge people more money. And I'd also dive in and actually fix his brand build because I think there's, you're, you're cutting your legs out when you're just discounting your price on the spot, right? And again, it, it's tough for me not to throw out names here, but I, it's been brought to my attention. There, there's these other people I've seen now on Instagram. I've had multiple people message me about them. They're literally door knocking and they're selling house washing for like $249. And if the client says no, they say, okay, what about $199? And if the client says no to that, they go, what about $149? And I've literally seen like these guys' Instagram reels, the clients will say, you are so annoying. Uh, I'm going to agree to this job just so you can stop talking. It's that level. And like, people are like celebrating this of like ABC always be closing. I'm just like, man, that's so incongruent to the brand that I would want to build just to hack a price, hack a price, hack a price until they stay, say yes. Um, but again, it's like, it's working for this guy, these guys. And if that's how they want to build their business, so be it. But for me, that would be incongruent with my values because I'm not going to just cut my price. Yeah, we'll run some promotions selectively through the year. Um, but when you start cutting your price and you start advertising that, the the market becomes programmed to assume you're going to cut your price, right? Think of those brands locally that they 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 cut their price and you just wait for it to you know get a flyer in the mail because you know that thing's going to come on sale and it's smart on the company's part to some degree but also it programs the market that they're never going to pay full price for something so you want to be really careful when you drop your price um and so as you grow your business you just want to be so focused number one that you're not getting in your own way blocking your own success and we are all doing that to some degree but it all starts with what we actually believe and what story we're actually telling ourselves it doesn't mean it's true it just means these are our deep held beliefs about this certain situation this individual has a deep held belief that his market is terrible and this and that i can i can bet you a good sum of money that if we move this gentleman into my market it'd be a very similar type of thing, maybe slightly less competitive, but it's competitive for a reason because there's a lot of work there. And I just think a lot of washing business owners and a lot of home service contractors lack the basic skills of an in-person sales process. And they also lack like likability just is like the best way to put it. If you came to my house and you quoted a job for my wife at dinner, would we talk about how polite this individual was and how we can't wait to do the project, right? It's just, it's lacking in home services. And I think we get our ego involved and we think, well, if this person doesn't want to pay my price, then I just must keep cutting down my price, cutting down my price until they say yes. But unbeknownst to yourself, you end up cutting your brand down so low to the ground that you're then 
competing with the guys who are just doing it for beer money. So it's almost like you start off in this like top sports league and you just keep diminishing yourself right down to like the beer league and that's who you're then competing against. So just be cautious as you build your brand. One, it's not going to happen overnight. Number two, delivering a couple hundred flyers. I would not expect a phone call from that. You would be significantly better farming a neighborhood, like choosing one neighborhood today. Let's say it has 500 detached homes. You would be significantly better selectively putting signs up in that area, delivering flyers to that 500 person subdivision every three weeks, go out and deliver flyers. You could knock it off in five to seven hours. Um, do that and then go through and door knock it and do that every three weeks, every four weeks. I had neighborhoods when I had my painting, my student painting business, we would door knock it through five to six times in a summer, in a summer, right? And we'd still get leads from it. So stop being like the hunter of like, I need to go close this person and snipe this job and start thinking what neighborhoods can I actually farm? Because when you become really good at farming, the market starts to believe you and trust you and you see these multiple touch points. And so unless this guy who posted this does not do some significant um, moving around in his mindset, I don't think he's going to be successful in this business because he has an uninformed view of the amount of effort it requires to achieve the output. And again, it is so easy to post something on social media and people see the result. Oh, you have five trucks, you have this, you did this in revenue, you make this much, you're already, tra you're always traveling. That is so easy to portray. And it is so difficult to put one foot in front of the other every single day and and put in the inputs to actually achieve the output and so you know i'll i'll, I'll won't go on and on you know I, I i love this gentleman's vulnerability for posting it but there's got to be some like significant work done and i wanted to make this podcast for you and give you a front row seat just on some of my mindset on what goes into growing a business and also just how our our um naivety really can hold us back from growing this business. I think you can't overthink success. Like you, you can, you can almost be too smart in business too, if that makes sense. And like some of my more analytical friends have been thinking about starting a business for years, but they never actually get out of their own way and do it. And I honestly think for me, um, I have a, a an okay level of IQ, but I am not, extremely intelligent. I'm just obsessively disciplined and goal oriented. And I want success so bad that I go out every single day and put one front and one foot in front of the other to go and achieve it. And so, you know, if you're more analytical and maybe intellectual, you may be blocking your own success right now too, thinking like you can never actually have this level of success because maybe that's how your mindset was limited when you were growing up. And so just be cautious of that too. Like I think the best entrepreneurs are actually not these world-class brightest people in the world. They're almost like um, uninformed enough to think they can achieve success. And of course you still need some level of smarts you need to work hard, but just don't let your own mindset block your own success in this business. So no one's business is perfect. Having said that, 
don't let your own mindset get you down when growing this business. Um, momentum creates more momentum and how you create the initial momentum is just with some action. And so instead of going on to Facebook, it does feel good to rant sometimes. I would more be focused on getting after it with more action and be very cautious of the person that I'm becoming and the narrative that I'm telling myself of why something isn't working because I'm probably getting in my own way. So we'll wrap there. I wish you all the success in the world. Share this episode with someone who you think maybe needs a bit of a kick in the pants. I uh, sometimes got to give a little bit of tough love. And like I had some time this morning to, to write my two cents on this Facebook post, I wanted to make it a piece of content because you're going to go through the years of your business. There's going to be tough days, tough weeks, tough months, but it's only the, the one percenters that actually survive and will last five years, seven years, 10 years and keep doing this thing, keep grinding because they have this really high level of stick to itness and grit. And that is the grit that you need to be successful. So I wish you success this next month up ahead. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for subscribing and share it with a contractor friend that you think uh, this can benefit. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Have a great rest of your day. Dave Mormon signing off. Thank you for listening to the episode today. If you want to get even more value from David, then book your free coaching call at homeservicebusinesscoach.com.